stay and we not only get leave but there for two weeks you have a nurse coming to your house it's not a it's not a luxury it's not something i need it is something we deserve today's podcast is very special it answers some basic questions about motherhood about human beings the way they treat each other do you know that most people are now afraid of having a child because they don't have proper care they cannot afford to take care of a child they don't have the right support what is the effect of this the effect of this is that the population of the planet is declining we know that a lot of countries are facing a population issue but the deeper problem here is that people are afraid to have a child they are afraid to get into a relationship and nurture a child's future so this is not a small problem with this the number of aging population will increase and the number of younger population will reduce this is creating a huge imbalance and this is all happening because there is no proper care for a new mom or a new dad do you know that not only women but men also face postpartum depression postpartum depression is a phase where after the baby is born you are overwhelmed with so many responsibilities that you start suffering some mental health issues and the funny part of our system is it treats human beings like objects you know you take it out of one system and you put it in another system and you're supposed to function absolutely fine it is not like that the founder of newmom.me pooja kapoor makes it so clear that at many levels our healthcare system is extremely primitive we have big bills to pay we get scared of all the expenses we have to incur and new parents are pushed to go to work they don't get proper paid leave and think about single parents who don't have support to take care of the child for pick up drop off feeding the child and then they have to take on meetings they have to think about work life balance this is a lot for a new parent to take care of our healthcare system is very primitive we need healthcare not sick care we wait until these new parents become sick mentally or physically and then we give them care so pooja's podcast uh, brings out her startup's vision and mission which prevents this kind of a sickness of mental and physical sickness which is which is rampant in new parents so without further ado let's get started with the podcast and let's change our thinking about parenting and how we can make things better for new parents Hello and welcome to another episode of Pitch Cafe podcast a place where talent meets coffee this is a place where really talented founders get roasted toasted or boosted today we have a super duper talented founder and i became a big fan of her just within 5 minutes of my conversation with her her name is pooja kapoor and she's out there to rethink postpartum care for women we think after the baby is born the mother is supposed to learn how to manage the baby it is a god given gift and become super normal within 2 weeks this is the narrative which has been told us told by our employers told by our healthcare system but there is 
Pooja, one daring, bold woman who wants to change this narrative. I simply got shivers in my spine when I heard the audacity of her vision and how genuine and authentic her care for the mothers and postpartum care is. She has one disruptive idea after another, but her startup is called newmom.me. I cannot wait, but only get started with the podcast. Uh, let me introduce Pooja Kapoor. Pooja, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So Pooja, I loved your pitch on newmom.me. I want to get started learning all about your startup. But before that, let's uh, get on with your early journey. Who is Pooja and where does she come from? And how did she start newmom.me? This amazing startup, which is meant to provide great postpartum care for new mothers. Yeah, thank you, Vida. Happy to share about myself. So my journey began in a very small town in India called Muradabad. It's part of state Uttar Pradesh, which is famous for Taj Mahal, very close to Delhi. Though it is very close to Delhi, but it is still very, very far culturally in terms of you know how things run there. So it's a very traditional town, small town. I grew up in a big family in India. If we have a joint family, we'll be like 20, 25 people living under the same roof. So the way I grew up is learning. It was a very traditional family, though my family is educated, but I grew up learning or seeing that, oh, you are 21, you are supposed to, you know, follow certain subjects in school at 21, you find a right guy, you don't find a right guy finds you, and then you get married. <laughs> and, it, and I used to, I remember, you know, I was like, very, very little, my first memory is like challenging all these traditional norms, like, oh, I would ask my, like, dad, he had a middle name. So I said, how come I don't have a middle name? My dad said, oh, girls don't get a middle name. I said, no, that's not fair. I started calling myself, I used his middle name. I said, okay, my name is Pooja Nandan Kapoor. And my dad was like, how? I said, no, but, so, you know, I always grew up, you know, questioning those beliefs and say, why can't I do this thing? Oh, boys are supposed to do that. No, I said, how am I different? So, you know, that's how I grew up and I gave my parents a very hard time. And because, you know, graduated from IIT. How was your journey in IIT? I mean, uh, I, it's, it, there are so few women there. And what was it like? What was the environment like? So, yeah, that's actually very interesting because um, I was the first woman in my family to actually leave my house and even go outside for studies. So I was like, super excited there. Again, IIT was that time, even, you know, very male dominated, but I was very fortunate. I went to IIT rookie and the culture there and the learning there and the friends which I made there for lifetime. But definitely, you know, it was a very steep learning curve for me because I left home and then I'm like in this new world. So, but it really laid the foundation for my eventual success because I went to IIT, then I did my MBA. Then I started working in India, in, in, in Mumbai at Abbott Laboratories. And I was the first woman in my family to actually start working in a corporate world. And the journey till there was very hard because I got a lot of pushback in terms of, oh, if you study too much, you won't find a boy. <laughs> to marry you because you're overqualified. So, yeah. you know, but I was like, I have to do it. And that is one thing, you know, I'm very proud. I'm very, I have this perseverance. Like I never give up. It's like, if I face an adversity, I'm like, okay, I'll figure out something. So, which has really helped me a lot. So that was my journey. Went to ID, did my MBA, uh, started working. And it 
and I'm very proud of the fact that it really changed the trajectory of women in my family because after I went to work, my family started realizing the value of educating women. So my younger sister, she's a lawyer now, and I have a lot of cousins who have gone to college. So yeah, so that was, yeah. So this is a fantastic journey. So, so you have this rebel streak from, yes. <laughs> so, you know, you know, why not women or why should we do this? So yeah. I like that. So my first takeaway from the podcast is maintain that spirit of questioning because as a founder, you will have to go through many twists and turns and this ability to question anything which puts you down or which brings you down is going to take you a long way, especially for women entrepreneurs. So so with that, Pooja, after uh, looking at your amazing childhood and your uh, you know, IIT uh, stint and your MBA uh, career, so you moved to Abbott. And after that, what was that point where you realized, I'm going to quit my corporate job and I'm going to do this startup? Uh, you, know, you felt this need to start newmom.me. So it is, again, very personal. I grew up in, like I told you, I grew up in this traditional family and I always saw child, childbirth as very like a spiritual experience, you know, babies born, there's celebration, moms are taken care of, you know, how in, in our culture, it's like you get 40 days of rest and then it's like focuses on mother. So yeah. when my son is born, I, my mindset was that, oh, I'm going to have a similar experience. I saw my cousins uh, growing up with. But what happened is here, unfortunately, like mothers are supposed to do it all on their own, especially new mothers. Here, you mean in the United States? In the United States, yes. Other countries also, in UK, Australia, do you think it's happening everywhere? I think US is the primary culprit. I'll tell you because I have spoken to women in Canada. People, women, they get, you know, 12 months of maternity leave. There is a provider who, you, who used to live in Sweden. Believe it or not, there you not only get leave, but there for two weeks, you have a nurse coming to your house every day cooking for you, taking care wow. of you. This is the only country where I have heard or I have experienced actually is that you come home. I remember, you know, my first vivid memory, I came home with my son from the hospital. First thing is I did is I went into the kitchen to get some food. And, you know, and so that hit me really hard that, you know, that loneliness and totally being unprepared and kind yeah. of women expected to do it on their own. Or if you ask for help, you are considered weak. Not so independent, and you know, each one has a different story. And so, I'm talking about you know, there might be women who can do it all, but if you look at most of the women, this is like such an important you have given birth to a new life. And yeah. here, what happens is if you ask for postpartum support, yeah, for me, and I said, you know, it's not a it's not a luxury, it's not something I need, it is something we deserve. Okay, I want to repeat this oh, Pooja Kapoor, founder of newmom.me, makes this statement postpartum care is not a need it's not a luxury it's a necessity and women deserve it so this is a statement i'm going to think about it all the time and whenever i have an opportunity i'm going to uh, contribute to this cause so so Puta, go ahead uh, yeah so i came home and you know it was like this surreal experience when i am home with this newborn and i have no support i am not only taking care of this newborn when i'm all stitched up but I'm also supposed to cook. I'm supposed to take care of home. And that was such a jarring experience. And I opened up for me that, oh my God, I am totally alone. Yeah. And like I said, you know, here, if you look at all the medias and I really want to, you know, change that 
representation of new motherhood. If you look at new mothers, they have this fancy, glowing, pretty mom with a happy baby. No, it doesn't work like that. That's not the reality. You know what happens? It also sets expectations for dads because dads have never heard that before. So for them, they're like, oh, how hard it could be unless they go through it. So, so for me, yeah. there's one thing you know, a conversation with me earlier about how much support C level executives who are the poster boys, poster childs uh, for this uh, post maternity, uh, you know, uh, phase. You know, they become CEOs and they get to work within two weeks. But what is the kind of support they have? And we are common people. What do we have? You know, can you tell a little bit about that particular instance you were sharing with me? Yeah. So it's very interesting. You know, when you um, when you talk to it's it's when you talk to different people and how they receive this information. Like when you talk to a woman, like people like you and me, who have to you know who have to work. You know, who don't have a choice. Who cannot just stay at home, especially in India. It's so expensive. Their experience is challenging because not only they have to figure out about how to take care of baby, take care of themselves, but they have to also go back to work really soon. You go back to work and then most of the time at work, you don't have support. People don't understand. Women are being told, oh, I want you to hit the ground running. And I have heard this from multiple women. So those are women like you and me, but there are people like men and women who can probably open a nursery in their office or then who can have, three people supporting them. So them, if this is not the reality for them, it's like, oh, I went back to work because I had all this support system. What I I want to represent is like common people like you and me who have to work. And I know some people might say, oh, you have a choice not to work. That's a different discussion. (laughs) But you know how women is, this is, you are giving birth to a new life. So nothing can be more important than that. And Vida, there are so many studies now which indicate that if mom does not have postpartum support, how they suffer from postpartum depression, how they, their relationship with their baby and their family changes, how there's yeah. a strain in their relationship. And 43% of women either run down or opt out of workforce. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm not just saying that, hey, it's a need. It's a very personal, it is a personal need. But imagine the impact it has on society, on the productivity of society, the amount of spending happens on healthcare, you know, to treat all these issues and how much corporations suffer because you have this hugely talented women doesn't have support and doesn't come back to work. So it is not a very individual thing. I think the overall impact it has on society is huge. Fantastic. So, you know, I want to... Uh, I, I want to just quote some of the amazing things you said uh, in our earlier conversation here and bring it in context. You said uh, you're changing the narrative for postpartum. Narrative, what is the status quo? And why are you changing the narrative? In what way are you changing the narrative? Yeah, so status quo is you have a baby, two weeks, go back to work, four weeks, be pre-pregnancy size, be fit, we should be able to do everything and don't complain because you are privileged. I understand you're privileged to be a mother. So that's the current scenario where don't complain about it. Don't talk about it. Do it on your own. Or sometimes even asking for help is considered a sign of weakness. Weakness, yes. That's the narrative I want to change. That, no, first of all, we don't have to do it alone. You have to have a village. Let's provide you that village. 
because that's not only good for mother, it's good for baby, it's good for family, it's good for society. We are not, we are social human beings. So this individualistic approach where you can do it all, it doesn't work. Yeah. As a society, if mothers suffer, everyone else gets that. So that's the narrative of Like really bring the raw motherhood out, talk yeah. about it, say, I had a challenge, I'm not ashamed of it. You know, it took me a while to start sharing my story that I had postpartum depression or how I struggled. Yeah. I want every woman to have that independence and ease, come and speak about your journey and, and get help. Yeah, fantastic. And if you would like to mention, what is the amount of pre-seed funding you're looking for? What's the kind of, uh, you know, the dollar value of it? We are looking anything between 2 to 2.5 million. And okay. that, yeah, and we have a runway of, you know, for, for 12 to 18 months. 12 to 18 months, you already have 12 to 18 months, yes. You already yeah. have it and you're looking for $2.5 million to scale up uh, and, uh, you know, higher sales and, you know, expand your services. There's a product market fit and there's a lot of demand and you're growing by word of mouth. So that's yes. a great, yeah. That's I mean, a- we are totally bootstrapped. We are post-revenue, believe it or not. And, uh, and, and very kind of the beauty of our platform is like how people talk about go to market and this and that for us, it's just, it's kind of this network effect. I would say a viral effect where mom comes to your platform, recommends other mom, a provider okay. comes to your platform, recommends other moms and other providers. So I'm part of, you know, these different Facebook groups. And yeah. I always tell moms, Hey, this is, and I am telling you, it like, it just makes my day. Mom's yeah. like, Oh my God, Pooja, thank you for launching this service. I have moms from New York who have called me and said, when are you launching in New York? You know, I need your help. So, you yeah. know, yeah. All right. On that note, we uh, come to the end of this amazing session on Pitch Cafe. Pooja, you're truly a role model to women. I'm so thankful you came to the show. I will stay tuned uh, on uh, newmom.me, all the developments and uh, happy to connect you with any resources. What is the best way for an investor or a prospective new hire uh, or a partner to reach you? How can they reach you? Just email me at puja, P-U-J-A, at newmom.me. If you guys who are watching this were inspired by Pooja's uh, podcast, whether you're an investor or uh, a prospective hire or any kind of partner, you know where to reach Pooja. And her startup is called newmom.me, a disruptive startup in the postpartum care space. But I think at many levels, it's disrupting all the uh, deficits in our current healthcare system. With that, thank you so much. And uh, I wish you all the very best with your next startup endeavor. Thank you, Vidar. It was a pleasure to having you. And thank you for giving us this opportunity to spread our message, spread the word around. I think we need more people like you to make this conversation mainstream, to make, to enable every mom to just and come and have a conversation like this. So thank you so much for your platform as well. Thank you.